Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Kaya FM. FM. Home of the Afropolitan. A very good evening and welcome to the Law Report. My name is Michael Matwining. Bill, we've got a jam-packed show for you tonight. Uh, it's actually a three-part show. We start by touching base with the uh, team of um, Bishop Bushiri and just understanding some of the charges and, uh, and, and, and I guess setting something of an appetizer for what we hope to be um, a full interview with the, with the bishop himself. And then in the second part, uh, we're talking mining law. Um, and as you know, that there's a mining in that's currently underway in Cape Town, and there's a lot of development, uh, much of which have many legal effects uh, and repercussions for for all of us as Afropolitans. So we'll be touching base on that as well. And in the last part, we're hoping to speak to Advocate Dalim Bofu and just catch up on the uh, victory that they enjoyed today um, in court, where um, they succeeded. Um, in, 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 in setting aside the decision of the national ANC or the NEC of the ANC, um, uh, to the effect that to, for, for the banning to, of the, of the, um, committee uh, of the Northwest province. So that's our show for tonight. And, um, I want to kick off, um, uh, and by inviting you to join us, uh, by dialing 86 if any of the shows are of interest to you. But definitely, I'm hoping we're going to have a longer discussion on mining law because I think that's going to take up the bulk of our time. That's our show tonight. Look forward to your calls. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. All right, shall we kick off and talk mining law? Let's do that. Let me introduce uh, my guest uh, attorney, uh, Dineo Peta, and she's a mining lawyer, but also not just mining, mining energy and environmental lawyer based in Midrand. So that's an attorney for you, and uh, she is quite an expert when it comes to issues of mining law, and, and, and the INDAB is, of course, something that falls uh, well within the realms of her expertise to share with us some of the things that we may not necessarily be exposed to because I think, you know, I think not all South Africans interact as intimately with mining as, as, as you know, we, we, I think we, we interact with mining law at different levels. So if you, if you're like a township guy like myself, um, around us, there was no mines or at least none that were active. And so mining is to a large extent, something that is far from you, but for some people, it's something that is close, but for all of us, I think it's certainly a matter of interest because, you know, I would like to know what happens if I got uh, minerals under my, my land or, you know, who owns that? How does that work? And uh, so we're going to be taking it literally from the top um, and getting to understand why somebody gets to own a mine that is on a land that belongs to all South Africans and can take those resources for themselves. So going to, you know, sort of deal with the basics, but also get a little bit complex and talk about um, and simplify the complexities. Of course, we don't want to, we don't intend to keep it complex and, and get to what does a mining charter say? Why is it such, why is it news for so long? And what is, you know, what is the development? So that's my guest helping me um, to, to understand some of these things. The uh, attorney, Dineo Peta. Uh, Dineo, good evening. And thank you so very much for joining us today. Good evening. Good evening, Michael. And good evening to the KFM listeners. Mm, I, I actually, um, I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, I'm looking forward to this discussion because, because, you know, personally mining for me is like, it's like, yeah. but everybody's talking about it. I mean, politicians are talking about, you know, if you take the manifesto of the EFF, for example, they'd say if we, if we were in government, we'd take over all the mines because we don't want the situation where the money is leaving South Africa. It's yeah. not benefiting South Africa. So, you know, it'd be interesting to, to get to understand how mines work yeah. you know does the money really leave south africa yeah. and or if it does leave south africa does it leave it to the extent that we're made to believe you know it's 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 an interesting one so let's let's start here i got i got uh, a piece you know i'm part of a community and um it's communal land and we live there and somebody says actually they've done a due diligence they think there might be some minerals how do you start by actually you know where do you start by owning a mine who gets to own a mine Okay, so um, the mining industry is regulated by the Mineral and Petroleum Resources Development Act mm. and in the instance where you have conducted feasibility studies and you've uh, uh, or you started with prospecting to uh, uh, sort of explore to determine whether there are minerals underneath the ground 
you would then have to apply to the Department of Mineral Resources for a prospecting right in order to conduct those exploration activities. That process would necessitate in terms of Section 10 of the MPRDA consultation with interested and affected parties. Uh, that consultation um, includes uh, communities, it includes landowners. In certain instances, um, the, 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 in most instances actually, uh, uh, the owner of the land is not necessarily the holder of the rights. So if I can take you back to the previous yeah. dispensation, yeah. if I may. Sure. Um, so under the, the, the previous dispensation prior to the MPRDA, the owner of the land was also the owner of the minerals beneath the ground. And um, you'll see a, a lot of the, 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 the bigger corporate mining companies actually, most of them own the land over which they're conducting their activities. And what the MPRDA did is it, it kind of uh, uh, surveyed that and it said that uh, uh, in terms there of the, the, the government is now the custodian of, of, of the minerals. Right. And now you apply to the Department of Mineral Resources in order to be able to have that prospecting or, or, or mining right. So, so what you're describing is in the previous dispensation, I could buy land. Mm-hmm for 200,000 rands mm -hmm. and discover that there are minerals in there. Yeah. And I own those minerals. You would own those minerals. And, and, and when we say previous dispensation, we're talking what time period? So we're talking, we're talking, uh, 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 we're talking the, 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 the change. To, yeah, yeah. The change happened when? The, cha the MPRDA came to, into effect in 2002. Mm, yeah, mm. so that was promulgated in 2002. Prior to that, we had uh, uh, the Minerals Act and um, I think that's, a, if my memory serves me correct, it's an act of 19, the 19, uh, I stand to yeah, be it's a previous yeah. dispensation. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so the year, the, so, so I guess, I guess then for, for those that were franchised or were not deprived of participating in the economy of the country, life was good because then it meant oh, that just oh, being, yeah. by being a simple farm owner, you suddenly became an owner of potentially a lot of gold, a lot of diamonds, oh, most, most a lot of Most definitely. And, and, and I mean, um, what happened uh, as well was that, you know, there, there were royalties payable. So, for instance, you'd find uh, the big corporate mining companies, if they didn't own the land, mm -hmm. they would then find a farmer, maybe conduct their, their geological studies and discover that there's actually minerals mm -hmm. on this farm. They would then um, enter conclude land use agreements with, with the farmer and within that pay the farmer uh, royalties. Mm. And now what the MPRDA did, it introduced uh, the Mineral and Petroleum Resources Royalty Bill, Royalty Act, sorry. Mm -hmm. And in terms thereof, uh, the, 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 a, a percentage of what you make on your production gets paid in the form of royalties no longer to the landowner but now to, 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 the, to the government, to SARS or the National Revenue Fund in the, in, in the form of a tax. So, 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 so that as well, I think, were, 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 were positives, I think, um, yeah. uh, with, with the new dispensation to, to also allow, I mean, the purpose of the MPRDA was to, was to uh, give all South Africans uh, access to minerals. I mean, we were all aware that it, it's an industry that was very um, exclusive to, to, to a particular race mm. uh, at the time. So um, the, the MPRDA then now allows for or, or, or seeks to achieve, you know, a collective ownership and, and, and participation of all South Africans within the mining industry. And within that, there are... So, so let's, let me understand this. Mm -hmm. So, so in, in, in this context, um, and, and, and I guess my curiosity is also influenced by some of the political talk. I don't want to say rhetoric because it, it seems as if I'm, I'm implying that is, it, it's less factual. Mm -hmm. so, so the issues that I, I guess most black South Africans would battle with is when they talk about the largest diamond ever discovered, it's not sitting in our land, it's sitting somewhere in, in England. Um, when you talk about the wealth, I mean, they, we talk about Cecil John Rhodes. He was the richest man in England. Yeah. You know, even though all of the resources were coming out of South Africa, Zimbabwe, Rhodesia, then, but but so 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 then you you're trying to look at it in that context, and and there was clear, there was clear, uh, once again, 
I'm failed by words, but there was a clear raping of a country, mm. right? Um, where the resources are moving out, and that's because of what you described. Let me understand in the pre- what you describe as the farm owner, and then versus the miner, mm-hmm. and those are the the two players. Mm-hmm. As the South African government and the South African people, mm-hmm. in that dispensation, mm-hmm. what was what were we getting? What was the government getting? It was it was it was very it was very little. What was it more like tax? Was that the only sort of the only thing that could look forward to is just to receive tax? It's just to, to, to receive tax, but it, it did contribute to the economy because mine, mining has always greatly uh, uh, contributed to gross domestic production within mm-hmm. within the economy. It, it's, it's it's always been um, part of the backbone of the South African economy. So um, it 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 it's it's always sustained the economy. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of taxes. I, I guess that's However, a fair point. Yeah, but in terms of indirect, because I mean, even our strong financial institutions. Uh, even the city of Johannesburg, mm. it's established at, uh, on the back of mines. Yeah, so I get, mines. I get the indirect benefit yeah. in terms of the economy, yeah. but I'm talking about the direct benefit. So, yeah. so direct as in like, this is, you know, so for example, for the same reason why um, water is for all of our benefit, right? Yeah. Um, here's gold being extracted out of land of a farm owner by a British mining consortium. And was there any any sort of direct payments to the government? In other words, to the people, direct benefit to the no. people of South Africa. No. Now let's juxtapose that. When with the introduction of of the new dispensation, yes. is there is it any different? Is 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 a is a cry by by a politician that says, you know, we want to nationalise the mines, or not even that, because it seems like I'm being politi- political. Um, is, is a concern by a South African to say? You know, maybe we should start running our own mines, and maybe we, we, you know, we should actually do the mining ourselves. Yeah. Um, is it a fair point, or are we getting some value? Is there some kind of payment that's coming to the government? There's payment that's coming to the government in terms of the royalties and and the taxes, and like I said, to to the economic benefit. Yeah. However, if we had to speak to, um, uh. The South Africans, or the or, or, or the, the the entrepreneurs, so to speak, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think we'll touch on a, uh, on, on on the issue of, of of ownership when we when we discuss the the, the mining charter, you know, um, the, the 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 benefit is not what it should be and what it can be in right. in, 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 in in my opinion, uh-huh. you know, I think um, if we can if we can go into the charter. Um, the the charter was designed to uh, transform the industry. You say it's not designed for that. No, no, no. It's supposed to. It's supposed to be right. So it's a it's a it's a transformation charter that seeks to ensure that all South Africans um, benefit from the exploitation of 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 the country's uh, uh, mineral resources. And within the charter, you've got uh, uh, various elements. One of those elements is ownership. Now. in terms of Section 100 of the MPRDA, the minister, when the act was, was came into effect, was supposed to give effect and bring into effect this this uh, mining charter. Mm. And within that was the issue the, the issue of, of 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 ownership and say that mines must ensure that um, 26 percent of their ownership structures is by BEE uh, 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 individuals. Yeah, so that's BEE and, yeah. and, and I'm very much interested in that. Yeah. But, you know, so so if you take, for example, there's a big conversation right now and, yeah. and, and BEE definitely we want to talk about it, yeah. but I want to talk about the South Africa it, with, 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 within its diversity because even yeah. though there's whites in South Africa, not all of them have an interest or a stake in the mines. Yeah. And, and therefore within or amongst the whites themselves there could be like one percent and i I think i'm probably statistically correct um that has a benefit from mining but and another greater percentage that is foreign based etc so i'm trying to understand i'm trying to understand sort of this from a citizen point of view where you're saying as as a god given mineral that is given to the continent of south of africa um, and also then zone in to the region of, of South Africa, mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. of South Africa. So I might be sitting in Orange Farm mm-hmm. and there's a mine in Palabora. Yeah. But there's gold that 
sort of is South African gold, so to speak. Yeah. Is that a, is that a fair thing to say? Is it South African gold, or is it is it gold that is owned by 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 an individual? But if it is South African gold, how then do we benefit from it? And 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 I guess by extension is is should we be worried when foreign investors bring in money to be able to extract these resources? It's 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 twofold. It's twofold, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 resource benefits the hold of the right. Yeah. Right. Um, that gold will not necessarily necessarily benefit a particular individual. Perhaps if we look at from uh, for, from for, like I said from an economic perspective, mm-hmm. yeah. But from an individual perspective, on a day to day, no, it benefits the hold of the of the right. The mm-hmm. the hold of the right extracts the resources and uh, disposes of it and sells of it and makes profit out of it. So we can't we can't really say that you know it it it's it's there's direct benefits so to speak yeah. for 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 an individual South African. Um, and it's 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 it's, it's secondary secondary benefits in terms of uh, a, a job creation and and uh, commu- local community development yep. etc. Yeah. But not di- direct benefit to say that you know in in the in the scenario that you gave to say if you're in Orange Farm and there's a mine in Palabra, do you get benefit to that? No, you're not going to get benefit to that. And 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 and, and then uh, sort of okay, so so. So, so, so the difference then is between the current dispensation and the previous dispensation is that the current government, un, unlike the, previ- the previous government, or not even because I think the, 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 the people pre-2012 would not get royalties. Why 2012? You said that's when the act came in? No, no, no. 2002. I beg your pardon. Yeah. 2002. Thanks yeah. for correcting that. Yeah. So 2002, um, the the resources were owned by the landowner yeah. or the rights to it. Yeah. And post-2002, it's owned by the government of South yeah. Africa. So, so there's, a, there's a legal distinction then uh-huh. between uh, custodianship and ownership. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, so the government doesn't necessarily own... Yeah. In the in the in the in the true definition of property law, when we say ownership, mm-hmm. but they um, hold custody over the rights, and and control. The government would own when it's a state-owned mining company, and they have rights as the state to be able to mine the resource. If I'm making sense, I get sense. it. I get it. So okay. So the, so then so then what 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 change does it introduce in monetary or economic terms? To be now called the custodian of the resources, you know, does is it just sort of, um, and and I am comparing it to the dispensation pre two thousand and two to say now that it's the custodian, what changes in terms of the fiscus? Do we get more value as a people of South Africa? Does do we, do we you know do we get royalties, tax, or whatever form of income yeah. from that mining activity, or, or is it just sort of a, a nice title? Honestly, I, I I think it's it's more of 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 a title because if you if you look at if we, if we had to go onto the JSE for instance, yeah. or you had to go into who actually owns if we look at today who actually owns uh, mineral resources, um, it's it's it, it's it's historic, you know, um, uh, um, and a lot of the st- strategic mineral resources. Are owned by uh, those who have been historically advantaged. So, I I, I think there's this to an extent, you know, shall I say, a, a, a perpetuation, so to speak, mm-hmm. of 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 that confinement. And and and, and if we can go to the once empowered, always empowered. I don't know if you want to discuss that now or later. Yeah. But um, the once empowered, always empowered rule, basically stemming from from the mining charter, now um, recognizes that if you had 
um, uh, that twenty six percent. Yeah. All right. So so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sort of chat about it. I'm just mindful of the time. Okay. I want to take a break, and when we come back, okay. um, we continue our discussion. I'm in conversation with Attorney Dinewa Beta. She's a mining, energy, and environmental lawyer uh, based in Midrand. So um, we we personally, I'm getting education, and I'm hoping that you're getting education too as as you get entertained. But if you want to weigh in on our discussion um, on mining law on on sort of and it's not just mining law right it's it's these resources it's it's our economy it's sort of all connected do you give us a call on the number to dial 0860000959 we back after this know your rights know the law the law report with michael matwining bill welcome back this is the law report we're talking about mining and um we're getting sort of or at least i am and and we're going to go from mining 101 to mining 102 um, during the course of the next uh, few minutes, and uh, helping us to 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 deal with this is um, Dineo Peta. She's a mining law expert, um, practicing under name and style Peta attorney. So if you if if mining is something um, that you are like me curious about, do give us a call. Any questions or comments? You know, it doesn't have to be um, you know uh, uh, it, it's foreign to me, and 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 I don't discount that it could be foreign to a lot more people. Um, let's go on the lines. Uh, Mandla is calling us from Joburg. Mandla, good evening to you, and thank you so much for calling. Good evening, and thank you for accepting my call. You're welcome. Good evening. Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, I would like to find out. Uh, it's um, I'm I'm in the industry, uh, steel manufacturing industry. Mm-hmm. It's more or less related to the issues of the PE charters, whereby big companies have to comply with uh, the scorecards and so on. Mm-hmm. So now, what happened in my case? Uh, I, I was approaching one of the big companies, which is Sasol, mm-hmm. and then uh, there these. Big companies went by they deal with steel and they they, they supply and sell. So now we're supposed to go in for the bidding process and the like. So what Sasol wanted was that one of these big companies should empower us, whereby skills should be transferred over a period of maybe three years to five years, whereby they'll give us the contract. So now because these big companies are white male dominated industries and they're not willing to open up like people to be empowered to transfer the skills. So now I ended up losing uh, in, in the bid in that sense. Mm-hmm. So now I would like to find out if there is any recourse in terms of that, because now these charters are sort of confusing. It's not clear to some of us what actually is supposed to happen, and we keep on losing out on things that we're supposed to be benefiting on. So mm-hmm. if it's possible, if I could get the numbers for the lawyer, yeah. Maybe I could come and consult her, yeah. see if I explain to her what actually happened, and then we could look at in, in, into that. It sounds very good, and thank you so much for 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 your question. Um, and 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 I think the question sort of ties in on on two things. Mm-hmm. One you've touched on, mm-hmm. which is BEE and the charters and what it says, because mm-hmm. when we look at BEE, it's not just you know com- uh, the the component of ownership. There is a lot. Of, uh, um, of 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 emphasis on on skills transfer and skills development, um, etc. So I'd like us to touch to that and and sort of go to Amanda's question. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I think it might touch on is beneficiation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So 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 so, so, so to answer Amanda's question, um, uh, firstly, yes, mm-hmm. mining companies are in terms of the charter. Uh, supposed to one of the elements is uh, enterprise and supplier development mm. and in terms there of mining companies are supposed to develop suppliers and unfortunately the previous charter made provision for a, car- uh, a, a progression plan in terms of which you would have you take on a, 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 a supplier and have three to five years in terms of which you would develop the supplier to be at the status as which this the the the, the historical supplier is operating at and um unfortunately what we do see is that um one there's there's there, there are issues of of, of fronting um, two, there are issues of where they'll just give out uh, enterprise development programs where you go and attend for three months, but after that there are no fruits after or there are no mm. fruits and they don't take you on to supply the goods or services to yeah. your mind. And um, it's just sort of like a box ticking exercise a, a tick to box. a large extent. It's a tick box exercise. Yeah. And now in terms of section twenty eight two C of of the MPRDA, mining companies must report annually 
on their compliance to 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 to, to the mining charter and specifically to 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 elements such as such as um enterprise and supplier development and in the event that a mining company is 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 not complying with their uh, affronting issues or they or they deviate from that um, first and foremost, into, you have recourse in terms of in terms of in terms of the Act, um, uh, section section ninety eight deals with uh, offences. Section ninety nine deals with with with, with penalties, mm-hmm. and it necessitates of a process of of, of reporting uh, to the Department of of, of, of Mineral Resources, and um, uh, it, it, it reporting this as as, as a non compliance uh, issues because what happens is they would they would in certain instances they would take on uh, suppliers under this enterprise development program and use that uh, in their in, in, in their reporting however it's it's not the actual transformation or the development that is supposed to be happening mm. so so your, your 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 recourse as as a as a as a small player lies within that and now um uh, 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 the current charter still makes provision for for the procurement of 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 uh, uh, services and 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 excuse me goods from 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 HDSA suppliers so mm. um mining companies are under an obligation to to to, to adhere to that and 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 you saying that there is some improvement that that comes by way of the charter where you know it's it's one thing to say that you have to do supply and enterprise development, but it's another to actually monitor it. Monitor and, 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 and you're saying there's implement. Now, Let's start with implementation. Spot on. Yeah, you know, spot on. You know, yeah. I so mean, so it, it looks like there was, you know, implementation where, yeah, we took on 10, 10 um, enterprises and throw a little bit of money behind projects and appoint, con- you know, yeah. various consultants yeah. and halfway, you know, do a half-hearted job. Yeah. But if there's no monitoring, it means you can't see, you can't distinguish between a of a, a, a job that is done well and a, and a half-hearted, yeah. that, or like a, a, a box-ticking exercise. Yeah. So, so, so now, is there a bit of hope for business people like uh, like Manza who just called to say now there's going to be a bit more monitoring to ensure that there's actual um, uh, uh, sort of uh, the, or the aims of of the charter are actually fulfilled. There is there's less fronting or no fronting, and there's actual enterprise development. Well, we're yet to see with 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 the 2018 charter that that came into effect on the 27th of September 2018. Right. You know. Right. The implementation guidelines, which would monitor, which would, you know, monitor your compliance to that. Yeah. Would uh, came into effect on the 19th of of December last year as well. You know. So so we're yet to see to what extent, uh, the the Department of Mineral Resources. Uh, monitors and uh, firstly implements and 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 then monitors compliance to that. But outside of the Department of Re- uh, Mineral Resources, there's also the the the, the BEE Commission. The uh, the uh, yeah. And, and, and so the you can yeah. So it's sort of outside of you know what what you know. So it's not just there's there's a commission that applies to all of us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So your 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 your, your recourse is also just not confined to to. To, to to the avenues within the MPRDA, but also in terms of the BEE commission. Okay, so that's helpful. So Manza not only so Manza can sort of escalate if he thinks yes. that there's 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 something that was done that is into it. Now let's talk about beneficiation. I mean that's also a lot of talk around political mm. circles and 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 certainly social circles mm-hmm. where where there's a concern that you know we we export our minerals. Raw mm-hmm. and and there's no beneficiation. Mm-hmm. What are some of the what is some of the thinking um, um, in the charter and and where do we hope to go insofar as that is a is a sort of room for a different a different South Africa where where we don't you know we don't export iron ore and mm-hmm. and buy steel. Yes. Yeah. So 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 government has um, uh, had a, a beneficiation strategy. Mm-hmm. And beneficiation is also uh, contained within, within Section 26 of the MPRDA, mm-hmm. where uh, there's sort of, a, so to speak, a, a requirement and a necessity to um, uh, uh, beneficiate 
your resources and your minerals in South Africa versus exporting them raw. And what is commendable in the 2018 Charter is that it also um, incentivizes beneficiation. So, and it's used to offset your your compliance on on the targets and and the and the score points of the charter, so uh, uh, companies that beneficiate resources in 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 South Africa, are then um, uh, uh, get kind of uh, 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 incentivized and compliance targets. But but the the, the the greater the greater I think impact on 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 is, is, is on small businesses because they they. Um, now are are so kind of more empowered through the beneficiation strategy and and, and through the charter to to um uh, uh, set 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 up shop to basically beneficiate their yeah. resources in 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 the country let's go back to the lines and like Temba, you can also give us a ring by dialing oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine i'm joined in studio um by Dineo Peter. she's from Peter attorneys and uh um, she she knows a whole lot of things about mining law, environmental law, uh, and energy law. So do give us a call. Temba, good evening. Good evening, Michael. How are you? I'm well and, and you. your guest. Good evening, Temba. Hi. Uh, my, I've got two questions that always worries me, so I'm glad you're having this topic. Uh, look, I'm not much into mining, but my question is, number one, is that uh, there are like people that are living in the farm uh, when now you find that uh, the farm uh, happened as to find some minerals or gold and then uh, those communities that are staying in those farms they get frustrated now they no longer have space uh, for for maybe cows or their cattle you know or mm-hmm. their livestock mm-hmm. you know and then at the end of the day, they're also not even benefiting, uh, benefiting anything or beneficiating anything from uh, from the discovery. It's only the farm, but they've been living on that farm for decades of years, maybe eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Because there was a story that was on TV about two years ago, somewhere in Bumalanga, where those uh, communities, uh, families that are staying there in the farm, they're frustrated. You know, because now they are. Their, their livestock are dying and the farmers not willing to come into some negotiation with those people. But those people have been living there for more than 30 years. Mm. That's, that's question number one. Uh, last one is that... Do, do, do you want to just hold because, I, you know, I, just, okay. just so that it's not loaded, we'll, we'll take your second question. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you want to deal with it. Do you have any questions before, you know, before you venture an answer? No, um, I can I can go straight mm-hmm. into into the answer. So so yeah, um, f- communities um, historically have been um, hard hit from an environmental perspective. Mm-hmm. One, and also f- from being displaced of the land which they occupied, whether in terms of traditional laws or. Uh, 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 historically, how, how in what, however means that they, that they, they, they acquired the land, and um, uh, quite commendable, I'd say, in in the Charter of of 2018, is the five percent that um, uh, mining companies uh, should uh, give in ownership to 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 communities. Um, and further to support that is is the Kolobeni judgment. Yeah, um, everybody talks about the Kolobeni judgment. Yeah, maybe you know for for, for some of us who have no idea what's what's this talk about. Like maybe unpack it for us. Okay, but for, you know you, you'll come back to to the answer. Okay, uh, uh, for Temba, but just this Kolobeni judgment. Okay, uh, so 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 in the in the Kolobeni uh, 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 judgment, what what happened is there was a, an Australian mining company that. Uh, applied for a manning right over the Kolobeni community area. And the community resisted to say that, uh, or the right was actually granted. The community then raised um, an objection to, to the granting of the right. Nonetheless, it went to, to, to the high court. And the question before the court was, um, uh, uh, the, the, the community felt that uh, their rights were protected in terms of the Interim Protection of Informal Land Rights Act. And basically the, the effect of that act is that 
um, it, 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 it protected your rights, uh, your, 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 your rights as, as a community, but were not formally granted. So your, your, if, if you, you, you didn't have actual rights of ownership, so to speak, but you were living there as a, as a, as a, as a community and your right is more informal and not recognized in the true form of, 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 of ownership of the land, so to speak. And um, what this act does is that if you are affected in any way, you would then need to give um, consent for any activity to happen on the land. However, the MPRDA speaks to consultation, which are two different processes. I mean, I, I, with consultation, I can, I can, I, I, I consult with you. You may, you may not agree. I'll take your, 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 your um, objections or whatever into consideration, but the right can still be granted. However, with consent is I, I can agree or not agree for you to have uh, a mining rights on the property. And what the, 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 the judgment did is it, it um, upheld the rights of the community in light of this act. And it gave effect to, to, to the constitution um, um, to say that historically, one communities ha, uh, uh, have been uh, uh, dispossessed of, of, of land, unfairly so. And there's also the, the, the property clause within the, the, the constitution and to give um, protection to, to property rights. And it, it was a weighing up of rights and the court had to give effect to an interpretation uh, that favoured the Bill of Rights and that favoured the Constitution and that favoured, uh, in terms of Section 233 of the Constitution, international law, because there's also an international law principle that speaks to the rights of, of communities and, and, and land. Mm-hmm. And in this judgment, then, um, uh, the court found that uh, the community um, must give consent for the mining uh, activities to be able to to take place on their land. So my understanding is that is, is that is, is that government has indicated an intention to 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 appeal this decision. However, what we've heard from 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 the the mining in Daba over the past two days, coming from the president and coming from the minister of mineral resources, is um, uh, a, a government seeks to have a, a greater uh, a collaborative approach between the various stakeholders, one of which is communities. Then Pre- President Ramaphosa spoke to it yesterday to say that you know we don't want to meet you in the courts. You know, let's 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 sit down and talk about this. And it's kind of reassuring uh, mm-hmm. that you know um, the the rights and through this judgment as well, the rights of communities will be greater protected and also from from an environmental perspective as well. Because so so what what does it say? So they, the the rights of communities are protected in what way? Do they do they now have to give consent, for example? They give consent. Not they don't have to. It's, it's not just it's enough not just to just consult. consult. Yeah, yeah. It's not just enough to. It's not enough to just consult. You need to. But that's a big milestone. It that's is. That's a big successful. It's a it's a big success, and in addition to that, we then look so at that the that means you can say no. You can say no. Yeah. Which is what this community did. Yeah. You know, and but but kind of shall I say. Uh, uh, government is more looking at an investment drive, as you mm. may be aware. Yeah, they are, but I mean, I mean, sorry, just on the topic. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes when we talk about communities, it's it's always the black communities because they the you know the voiceless in many instances. But mm-hmm. but I mean, in the Karoo, for example, it's the people there were not voiceless, mm-hmm. and they made a big you know they challenged Shell. They you know it was a big thing when 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 those guys wanted to freck in the Karoo. Mm. Um. So what that means is that even this. Sort of it it, it it sort of gives voice to yeah. to people that say, well, we got to live here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a it's, it creates a great precedent, I must say. Yeah. On the rights of communities. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So so back to um, uh, uh, Temba's question before we go on on our last um, uh, commercial break. So how does this case um, assist the example that the Temba gave with regard to Mpumalang? It it assists us in the in in the sense that now. One communities have a greater say yeah. in in terms of the activities that take place within their surrounding areas, and two, they also have economic interest that's given in in in, in terms of the mining charter. Because, like I said, the 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 2018 mining charter makes specific provision for communities to also be able to ha- hold ownership uh, within the rights. That are t- the, the the mining rights that are taking place 
over the mining communities. And and and, and so for my you know for for, for my benefit and 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 we we, we don't have a lot of time because we got to take the break. But when we talk about community, I I imagine that this community. In, in roughly about three scenarios. Mm. The first is when you talk about communal land. So let's say this is land that is held, the, cus- the custodian of that land is a traditional leader mm. and, and it's held in that, in that setup. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other one is that, that we may not own the land that you want to mine in, mm-hmm. you, it's owned privately, but we your neighbors. So when we talk about community, mm. in what sense do we talk about community? Do we talk in a sense of the, na- the, neighbor, the neighboring people or people that may hold some traditional rights over the very property that you want to mine. It's 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 both actually, right. and the definition has actually um, been been uh, amended mm-hmm. uh, to 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 be more inclusive. Mm-hmm. So so not just if you have tribal land, but if you are a neighboring community that is. Uh, one historically advantaged, um, and two that is affected by by historically the, the, disadvantaged. Historically disadvantaged. Yeah. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. And and also if you're affected uh, uh, by the by the by the by the activities, and also um, uh, uh, the, the, the 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 areas. It looks at it looks at the the areas where these activities are taking place, and the impact of that. On those respective communities. Man, we've got to take a break. But you know, you, earlier you talk about five minutes. I, I beg your pardon. You've talked about five percent that must be given to the community. Yeah. So this is the five percent that's been given is given to the, the the people that we've just described, the yeah. two groups of people. Yeah. But let me then understand this: Is it then something that comes by way of cash? Do they get dividends, the yeah. community, or is it more on development around that area to say, you know, build schools? You, you, how, how does it work? Because because perhaps I'm I'm, I'm conflating issues that could very well be two discuss- discussions where no, there's a five percent around equity but then there's also environment environmental Correct. but also social development Correct. around are they separable or are they they're, they're separable yeah so the charter also has a separate component of local community development i see all right let, let's but you know let's come back to that because i feel like i'm rushing <laughs> very important issues Temba, i haven't forgotten you it might seem like i'm neglecting you but 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 i certainly haven't forgotten you let's take a break we're back after this <laughs> Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matsuening-Bill. 12 minutes before 9 o'clock, I'm in conversation with uh, Dinewa Pita. She's from Pita Incorporated. And she's an expert when it comes to mining law. And as you know, there's the mining endeavor that is underway. And a lot of that is focused on regulations, the law. Where do we stand with all of this gold? We talk about, you know, Africa, mineral-rich continent. And to what extent does it actually benefit us? And, you know, the... Indirect benefits are quite obvious, but the direct benefits, that's what I'm interested in. And, and, and we're talking about the direct benefits that go to the community. And it's quite impressive that the community around would get 5% mm. in equity. So that means you can look at that minor like you get your shareholder. Yeah. You know, yeah. Shares, that's what. Yeah. You know? Now, there's another part yeah. you're about to touch on. Which is like you called it social development. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so another element of the of the charter is is local community development. Yeah, and in that, mining companies are required to have a collaboration with local. It starts with municipalities. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a process to say what are what are the developmental issues. Yeah, within uh, this mining area and this with this mining community area. And you find that there are roads, there are schools required, there's infrastructure, and the president as well, and, and, and the minister spoke to those as well. You know, uh, the minister, you know, he spoke to, uh, I'm sorry, the, the president spoke to, uh, gave 10, 10 value-adding um, initiatives that miners give. And it's fostering greater relations with local communities through the municipalities to understand what are the developmental needs of these communities and of these mines and how do we develop that and uh, uh, the president spoke to water he spoke to infrastructure and he spoke to he spoke to roads road constructions as well so um there is that 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 benefit as well from improving the the, the socio-economic conditions mm. of, of, of 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 the communities and 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 the areas where the mines are t- t- mining is taking place Tamba, you had a second question. Okay. 
Uh, Michael, I think she just answered uh, my second question oh, yeah? also about social development mm-hmm. uh, because part of those uh, mining towns, most of them they're in the despicable state. You know, if I can just mention like your office and uh, somewhere in Amersfoort, again in Pumalang, mm-hmm. those areas. The, the, there's no development in those communities. Mm-hmm. You, there's a lot of poverty, but I'm happy now that that's going to change because uh, that was my also my concern because there's no proper road, but there's a lot of uh, minerals that are extracted from those uh, from those mines uh, there in those communities that are not getting anything. So. Uh, I'm glad that there's those five percent that she mentioned. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's five percent for um, for for the for the equity. But what's this? You know, because it, it's easy for me to say, yeah, I'll build a school, and a school cost me like twenty million rands to build, mm-hmm. but I'm making yeah. hundreds of billions. So, yeah. so is there some kind of calculation to say this is the amount of um, social development that we you got to bring into this community? So it's tangible, it's measurable. And, and, and one can actually monitor it. Yeah, so, so, so as, as part of your license to operate, you'd have what we call a social and labor plan. Mm. And within that social labor plan, you'd set a budget. There isn't a specific target. Doesn't, does, the government doesn't set a specific target to say you must spend uh, uh, so much. But through the collaboration with, with the, muni- the municipalities, because what it does is you need to factor in is what is, what is the municipality's integrated development plan? And um, how does the, 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 your, your social and labor plan activities but 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 you know importantly when does that question arise does it arise before i'm granted the mining rights or after no it arises prior right so so when you apply for your mining you got to say ah this is go, where you, i slot you, in you have to submit a so they could say yeah we don't like we don't think what you're doing yes. is enough yes and you we'd like to, you to do more yes yes the government can do that department does do that all right so we're quite happy on the two fronts the uh, equity and social development another front that you touched on and we need to go deeper in is labor yeah right so so when we talk about development we're talking development insofar as the people around affected people so we know what community is but there's another community Mm. which i wonder how it's catered for there's a community that works in the mines yeah and that's the community that may not necessarily be from that mining area they might be coming from wherever they come from what is what are we doing to make sure that they don't come and you know uh, finish their youth and then go back old men just in time to die from the homelands. Okay, so um, uh, another element of of the mining charter is skills development, mm. and um, mines are under uh, an obligation through the charter to give effect to uh, skills development, give effect to uh, mentoring, give effect to career career development, and have career path uh, progression plans. Mm. Um, with that is the element of human resources development within the mining charter. So that's great. So we're building skills so that they're employable and uh, elsewhere. Housing or that kind of thing. Is it mandatory, you know, for for, for mines to say, well, we got 200,000 employees when we're having a good run now, you know, we're going to develop the economy, but the local economy, but I'm not from there. So the fact that you've built 1,000 um, low-cost housing may may not benefit me or may not be intended for me because I'm not, or am I? You know, I was going to suggest that I'm not part of that community. Not really. I just come there to work and off I go every spare moment that I get. Yeah. So, so again, the, uh, there's another element within the chat on housing and living conditions. Right. And um, uh, uh, what the 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 current charter is trying to do is to have is to have ownership. So, so. The challenge, though, that the mines are facing is what exactly what you're raising to say that um, I'm not from this community. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to buy a house in in, in Rustenburg when mm. I'm actually from 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 Lesotho. Yeah. And um, a lot of work needs to be done in that regard to say how how do we facilitate um, ownership schemes for mine workers to be able to own houses where excuse me they're not. Uh, forced, so to speak, 
to own the houses within the the, the, the labor sending areas of the community or the other areas where the mine is is, is, is operating let, let, let's talk um, because it, it looks like we do have quite a few talking points that mm-hmm. we haven't come to and, and unfortunately five more minutes left for our show BE unpack that for us there's a big uh, discussion and you touched a little bit on it once empowered always empowered what is the charter saying now the one that you say was approved in 2018 September yeah. insofar as BE is concerned how much must mining companies give to BE companies yeah. how does that work yeah uh, personally, for me, it's it's quite a disappointment what the what the what the current charter uh, uh, provides for. So 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 prior to 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 the current charter, we 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 had a judgment of a Chamber of Mines versus Department of Mineral Resources, where the Chamber of Mines sought a declaratory order um, on the question as to whether they were obliged to retain their 26 percent so 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 um in t- the 2004 charter provided that a mining right holder must um give 26 percent ownership uh to 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 to, to uh, historically disadvantaged uh, individuals mm-hmm. and um you then uh, as I mentioned, you become you 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 are audited uh, annually for your compliance to that, and um, in 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 recent years, the Chamber of Mines then raised a, qu- uh, a question to say, but um, we've we've granted them ownership and they decided to to dispose of it, so we should be deemed to be compliant. That's where the principle the the question of once empowered always empowered comes in to say that if I've empowered a black company before and I no longer have the twenty six percent ownership, I should be deemed to be always uh, uh, compliant. And in this judgment, the 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 the, the chamber of mines uh, uh, sought to have a declaratory order to say that um, they be deemed once empowered, always empowered, and the continuing consequences of empowerment transactions be recognised for the duration of the right. And um, the court gave effect, uh, de- de- gave a declaratory order to that effect. And I think disappointing for me was that it was never. Uh, appealed um, because it, it it goes to one uh, section nine of the constitution is yeah. achieving equality. Yeah, it goes to yeah. uh, section yeah, the objectives man, of the yeah. of the black e- black economic empowerment act. Yeah. Section 2B, which provides, which seeks to change the racial composition of the ownership of enterprises in South Africa. And now, if you say once empowered, always empowered, what you're saying is. And it's that easy for them to buy you out. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's easy for them to buy you out. Or what happened or is, 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 in, in, in the past is you, you have a, 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 a BEE partners that uh, got loans to, to, to buy yeah. equity. And now um, they're servicing these loans, but they're not reaping the the, the benefit of of, 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 of 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 what they acquired in terms of equity. And also, it goes to the 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 the, the international law principle of of intergenerational equity, because intergenerational equity states that you know uh, uh, resources must be mined for current and future future generations. It speaks to the principle of sustainable development. So the moment you you recognise once empowered, always empowered, you then retain ownership of mineral resources within a particular group or a class and a minority group which is which is which is a great challenge Mm. and now what 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 the 2010 uh 20 sorry 2018 charter does it says that if as a mining right holder prior to 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 to, so so before september 2018 um you are no you are kind of absolved so to speak mm. and once empowered always empowered basically applies to you so in that regard and and how long is a mining right i mean perhaps it 30 could, years uh, yeah that's that's so, so, so the effect of it is is whatever you know so an empowerment deal that goes pear-shaped and the black partners exit th- that company doesn't have to worry about be for the next 30 years yeah wow yeah that's our show. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.